not seen that. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of How the Fuck Have You Not Seen That? Uh, I am Emma, and today I am joined by the dulcet tones of Len over in Australia. Yes, hello, dulcet, I like that. And uh, like that. the the lovely voice of Lucy. Unbelievable. Hello. Here also in the UK with me. Um, so for those of you that are new to this series, uh, we have been spending the last nearly 12 months digging into our... All of lockdown. All of lockdown. Yeah. Basically. Dig, God, digging yeah. into our closets of shame uh, to discover what films some of us have never seen that we really fucking should have. And today, today's film is an absolute... Uh, this is a travesty, quite mm. frankly. Yeah. Yeah, they're all travesties in a way. So um, this is awful. This is one of the worst. I was shocked. How I have no idea how the fuck. So the film that we are talking about today is the 1996 Danny Boyle classic Train Spotting, and I will announce to you, lovely listeners, that Len has never seen Train Spotting. Len, how the fuck have you not seen that? Yes, this is a weird one. Now, every time we do this. I always say, you know, there can't be other films that we haven't seen. This is getting to the point now where it's like, we're supposed to be professionals, yeah? yeah? We're supposed to be telling people what's good, what's not good, and that sort of thing. How can I not have seen Trainspotting? You know, that is mental. Uh, this is up there as one of the worst ones. I'd say, I would say Reservoir Dogs, which is also me as a bad one. Yeah. Um, Shameful. Gladiator was 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 absolutely mental. I mean, like the fact that Pulp you Fiction, Gladiator Emma is the Pulp worst. Pulp Fiction for me was yeah, that that, yeah, that shame. Up That's up there as well. We've all missed films. We've all missed some films. But the worst thing, and this is what this series is about, is admitting that we've been lying about it. Yeah. So I can put my hand on my heart and say I've pretended that I've seen Train Spotting. Yes probably about 20 to 30 times. There have been literal conversations where I've just gone, yeah, yeah, that's really good film, that. Ewan McGregor, oh, he's so good in that film. Uh, you know, and just all this shit. And I feel dirty. I feel dirty. There was a part of me that was like, I might not even say this, yeah. You did it in our WhatsApp group when yeah. John, everyone <laughs> sent photos of themselves. I think you're all drunk or hungover. I don't know. I did not participate. And John did it formatted the pictures like the train spotting poster and he said oh it's like train spotting and Len's like ha 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 it's like I mean obviously you can recognize <laughs> the poster it. but it's just the way the, the speed with which you joined in on the joke when you haven't actually seen the film you know it's just a great example I'm a scumbag well, yeah <laughs> yeah especially because of this yeah Len is the like the film buff 100% the, the, like the proper, yeah. I, I know all of the films, all of the best films. And train spotting, like even I've seen that multiple times. So Len, how did you miss this? Okay, uh, just quickly, John is listening to this raging that you just called me the film buff. So yes, that is right, John. I do know more well, about films apparently than Apparently not, no, um, considering all the films you haven't seen. <laughs> um, okay, so I missed this one. I missed this one, guys. And genuinely, you know what it is? It's just... One of those that we've talked about before, we've all had them, where it's like, I could watch this today. And that's probably happened to me over 50 times. There's been a time where, well, what should I watch? And I flick through and I've seen trains. I've still never seen it. And it's just every time I've just not been in the mood. And I'll tell you something, like um, when we talk about our thoughts on this film, um, 
I think I made the correct decision, mm. like, about not watching it at certain times because I think it is kind of like a trippy film, obviously, and it's stuff going yeah. on in there. Um, but I just always put it off. Um, and then, you know, it's an easy one to lie about because I know the principal characters, I know the general vibe, so it's an easy one for me to be a little sneaky, sneaky sneakerson mm. and uh, pretend that I've seen it, you know, and um, save 94 minutes of my life. 89, um, actually. I have watched it now. Well, 89, wow, wow, even better. But I have watched it now, so I'm looking forward to, to talking about it with you guys and, and seeing what your guys' thoughts is, is on it as well. Well, we can, we can put a pin in your opinions for now self okay. self-proclaimed o- film buff opinions. len opinions um, opinions i i still can't go over this um lucy could you uh, tell me tell us and our listeners uh about your first experience with train spotting uh what you think of it and, and your bloobs well please. i can't actually remember my first experience of of watching it um i reckon i would have been sort of early teens when i watched it i have actually read the book i studied the book at school and at uni, so Ooh, I have like lovely. extra layers. Educated. Yeah. And the book, the book is dif- a difficult read because it's all written in the vernacular. So it's all written like yo rajkunt. Um, so you, yeah. it takes you a while to get into it. I'm not talking about the book though. The film, it's funny rewatching it because I was like, oh yes, yeah, classic film. But I think I just kind of remembered like the bits that Len you probably knew from not watching it. Like mm-hmm. oh you know, yeah. lust for life, going down the toilet. Uh, Muppet Baby and I forgot that it actually had a plot so I can't think of how many times I must have seen it but probably not that many because again as Len said I don't know now when I would choose to watch it because it is quite grim yeah viewing quite quite yeah. quite is an understatement there uh. um, but I do I think it's a, a great film I think it kind of captures the zeitgeist of the so-called cool Britannia of the 90s Um the music, the acting, the visuals, everything, like the grittiness of it, but the magical realism that Danny Boyle brings to the scenes, it all works together. And as almost like a time capsule of that time, you can't really get any better, which again is why it's so weird you haven't seen it, Len, because it's such a prototype mm. of the, the type of film that came after that never quite yeah. matched mm. it. Um, what, Yeah, watching it again, it is a more of a difficult watch than I remember. Again, because there is actually a plot. As much as it's very short, you know, that it isn't just There's visual after visual in. after visual. Yeah, and they get they get on with it as well, which is really good. Um, I couldn't, couldn't give this film any less than five blueberries because I think Ooh, for what it is, it's kind of perfect. I can't see any, yeah. I can't see anything wrong with it. And it's so short. Okay, okay. Do you, Lisa, yeah. I'm with you on you that. You love a short film. I love you know I do, and now now you know why, Len. Yeah, I love them. Put that out there. I of don't course, care. <laughs> <laughs> I think like I think I'm probably the same as you, Lucy. I think I watched it in my teens, and I've seen it a number of times. But rewatching it, day, what did we both watch it on Friday night? Didn't yeah, we? we did. Yeah, banging Friday night in yes. train spotting, train spotting, and a cup mm. of tea. Um, and for me, this is like this is canon. Yes, this is, this is such an influential film, um, and you know. It, like you say, it, it kind of gave you that grounding for what came after in like so many classic films of the 90s. The performances are fantastic and they're really, the plot is, it's sad. Like the story is sad it is in sad. a lot of ways. And there's some parts of it that are 
really quite traumatizing that I'd a hundred percent forgotten about. Um, I completely the, the one the most traumatizing part of the entire film is the one thing I completely forgot was in Train Spotting, um, and it, it fucked my head up massively. Like that was awful. Mm. Um, but Lisa, I agree with you. This is a, absolutely a five blueberry film for me. There is nothing. It's it's steady paced. It's not too fast. It's not too slow. It wraps up the story nicely. There's drama, there's humour, there's amazing performances. It's completely different. Um, and it's an absolute classic. It's so just yeah, solid. perfectly formed, I think. It's just yeah. like a little round egg of just, yeah, this is film. Like you say, this is canon. Like this has, this has everything. And then it's gone. And you're like, yes, that's what I want from a film. So after that, okay. Len, <laughs> Len's uh, like, I can, no, I can see Len's egg. face. He's <laughs> like, I'm not having that. I'm not having that. So come on, uh, talk, talk to us about watching Train Spotting and uh, and your I'm scores, interested please. in hearing what you think. So I will. Uh, every time we do this, I always say, you know what? I had a lovely Sunday because I got to watch this <laughs> yeah. film again, or I get to watch something new. And you sort of sit down. And, <laughs> you know, we've had we've had like I said, we had Gladiator. Even Blood Diamond, which I kind of enjoy, which I know you guys didn't like that much. Uh, still, you know, good Sunday viewing. Um, today, uh, I was very hungover. Ooh, and when I say very hungover, ouch. I mean like uh, apocalyptically hungover. You sound, right? so you sound quite been, hungover, if I may say. Yeah, thanks, thanks. I've been in recovery mode all day. And I was like, okay, I'm going to put train spotting on now because obviously we're going to Just talk to about l- this tonight. Lull me to sleep. And I will say, <laughs> nice gentle film. It made me feel a bit uneasy, um, just because it is the whole film is one trip. Like it, it's very fast. Um, you know, the editing is is kind of like it, it reminded me of a Kubrick film in the fact that the narration. Um, some of the visuals um, and and that makes it quite visceral like it sort of really jolted my brain when I was watching things and it made me feel very uneasy Um, and obviously I think that's the idea is that you know you're you're in this drug-filled sort of world everything looks depressing everything is grimy like I turned to Mel at one point when we were watching this I was like everything just looks disgusting and I was like, oh, it just, it just made me feel gross, uh, which I get is the point of it. Um, I think I think for me, because I've come to this so late, I can obviously see its influence on other films. But I also didn't have it um, sort of as that wow moment. We've talked about this before. When you come to a film late, you can see, oh, yeah, I can see how other films have copied this or yeah. tried to do something like yeah. this. But I don't, I because I've seen it now in other forms, um, and different guises when I watched this I wasn't like wow like you know you have that wow yeah. moment where you see something that completely changes your perspective of how a film could be made right so I didn't have that um, but I will say uh, you know it was a, it was a very good film I personally will not give it five blueberries you give everything five blueberries why no, not train no I don't Lucy <laughs> I gave Reservoir I gave Reservoir Dogs four blueberries so I will stick this with that, I think this is a four blueberry film for me. And it's just because, uh, maybe it's because I'm hungover, but it's also <laughs> just because I, I didn't enjoy it. Like I didn't, I know, and we've talked about this before about what you get out of a film. And sometimes yeah. you can see the merits of what's going on. But also at the same time, 
sometimes you want to enjoy a film and I wanted to enjoy this like I really did want to enjoy it loads and I thought black comedy about drugs and stuff like that but actually what came what what I took away from it was more sort of depressing yeah. uh, which I understand is the point um but I just didn't you know it, it, I wasn't in the right headspace and it's not really what I wanted from it but I can understand all of the merits of the film like I, I get it and I get that if you were there at the inception of this film like when it you know when it was made and when it came out and when you saw it in its uh, infancy I reckon it was like whoa this is in, this is awesome and obviously as like film students have studied it and stuff you can see why and why Danny Boyle is such a fantastic filmmaker you know I love Danny Boyle to the he's one of my favorite directors he he, he absolutely can create a film of any genre um, and make amazing characters and great, uh, you know, scenes and set pieces. Everything. He's a great, great director. Um, and this is a great window. Into, I think this was his first film, right? This is a great window into no, that. No, um, Shallow how, Grave was his first film. Oh, yes. Shallow Grave, then this. But you can see how he's, he, you know, his career really rises up. So it's a four from me. I am glad that I've seen it now so that I don't have to um, lie about it. But I will tell you this, like Lucy said, I will not be going... Oh, what do you want to do tonight? Put on train spotting? Definitely not. No. Um, it's not one of those you want to be watched. No. I will say I am excited to see train spotting too, because I know that a couple of years ago, and this would have been a good point to jump in and maybe watch train spotting was when T2 came out. Um, but I never got round to, to doing that, obviously. So I'm excited to see what the fuss is about that. Apparently it's an okay sequel. Um, me and Gaz, me and Gaz actually went to see that in Australia together with Aaron. Oh, wow. Yeah. I can't remember. I any actually of haven't it. seen it yet. I cannot remember basically <laughs> any of it. I well, think it was good, but I, it has not stuck in my mind. And I don't really think there needed to be a sequel that late after. Yeah. But yeah. No. Let's talk about, I mean, four blueberries, not a bad score. You're wrong, but you know. Well, to be fair, watching it now, I think I understand what you mean then, because I was like that with pop fiction. Like, you get it, but you don't feel it. Very quickly, before we jump into our thoughts on train spotting, uh, just want to draw your attention to all of the amazing other stuff that we do at Fan Critical. Um, we have got a number of different shows uh, out there which you can access on your favourite podcasting platform. Uh, and also, if you'd like to support us mm. to hear more of this, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash fan critical. And this week, I'd like to say a really big thank you to Megan uh, for supporting us on Patreon. Welcome. New Patreon, lovely, lovely new listener. Welcome. Thank you, uh, and thank you for your support. So, yep, if you want to uh, check out some of our Patreon-exclusive content, give us a bit of support so we can keep making these, then head on over to patreon.com forward slash fancritical. Thank you very much. Uh, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you, Megan. Thank you, Megan. Thank you so much. Let's talk about... Okay, so this is a bit of a difficult one. So, favourite slash standout yeah. scenes. And I think we need to address... Uh -huh. We need first off. I think we need to address the baby. Uh, like this is not one of my favorite. Yeah. This is why I don't. Well, then at, at this point, do, yeah, don't want to use yeah. the word favorite, but that has got to stand out as one of the most shocking things in this film because that's where it becomes real, like really real, isn't it? When I talk about watching this this film and, and not being in the right mindset. I think seeing something like that as well, it, it's horrible, isn't it? It's horrible. It's just a horrible scene. And the way the film the film deals with it, and I'm not going to say that it brushes past it because um, it doesn't. It obviously sticks in um, the minds of the characters. But they're so obsessed 
with like heroin at that point that they're just getting another hit after that situation yeah. happens and that that is oh, man it makes me like my skin just go a bit funny now thinking about that scene it's horrible i think that's what makes and it so powerful though is the fact that it is powerful yeah it is it's horrific it is, yeah. the whole the the fact that they are so obsessed with getting high that they've forgotten about a baby who has now died mm. and their first reaction in order to be able to deal with it is to run to the drug yeah that i mean that for me is why it's so hard hitting because it, it mm. brings you right back to the reality that this isn't this isn't fun and games and no. you know shits and giggles. This is the re- the harsh reality of addiction, and I th- I think you know I, I want us to address yeah. it because it is it is obviously quite a you know I'm say important part of the film, um, mm. but also because mm. it is fucking yeah. traumatizing. And as an adult now, I think that hit me harder yeah. than it did when I first saw oh. this. Um, I mean, I was I was dreading it from the beginning, um, and I messaged Emma because you obviously see the baby throughout. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. oh, I'm really like stressing out about the the bit with the baby. But I think when I've seen it, it, I think I must have watched it on Channel 4. I swear they edit out some of the actual shot of the baby once the baby's dead. Because I was yeah. like, I don't remember I seeing it yeah. that much. Because I was like, oh God. Um, yeah, it's very, when you know it's coming, it's just like, oh shit. And yeah, it, it really is a oh. marker of the addiction, like. They've just let this baby hang around. The baby's dead. And the first thought is, oh, how can I get more drugs? Like, it's horrific. And like, it's all—it's like a turning point for Renton in that it, something has to change. I know he, at that point he's like, he still wants the drugs. But you can see from that point onwards, there is a shift in his character. Yeah, it's a catalyst, isn't it? Mm. Um, well, look, yeah. now we've addressed that, we'll move on. Mm, never um, discuss it again. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. God. I just, we can't not address that scene. Um, Len, what, what, what's one of your favourite scenes from Trainspotting now you've watched it? Hmm. This is the thing. <laughs> I talk about scenes like, you you know, obviously there are some that are memorable. So the toilet scene is memorable because <laughs> I was watching it and was going... I was, I was physically going, gagging Firstly, about. I was like... I, I wasn't feeling well, as I said, hungover. And then he walks into that toilet. Yeah, this is such a bad film to watch when you're hungover. <laughs> the worst. Yeah. Emotionally traumatising and sick. So he walks into the toilet. It's absolutely disgusting. And then he's like climbing into it, which I thought visually was quite cool. Like a cool um, visual trick that they pulled there and then diving into the water and then coming out of the toilet. So that sticks in my mind, mainly because it made me feel, like you said, like I was going to throw up and gag everywhere. And I was sort of eating like a, a tuna sandwich oh, at the time. Oh, Len, when you're hungover. <laughs> What's wrong with you, man? That's my ha- Literally, that's my hangover cure, is a tuna sandwich and a chocolate milkshake. That's and, just um, wrong. I mean, Now I'm going to throw up. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, guys. Sorry to the listeners. Um, <laughs> but I was just like, oh, I couldn't finish my sandwich. It's a bad time for everyone involved, uh, to be completely honest with you. So that sticks out for that reason. Um, That's so I'll great. let someone else go and then I'll come back for another scene. But I will say this. I, I, none of the scenes, like, none of the characters, and this is just my thought, they're, obviously they're not good people, right? They're, they're not good people. There's, there's not many redeeming qualities about any of no. them. So I kind of wasn't drawn to any of them in any way shape or form like oh, i hope i like even renton i was kind of like i wasn't like oh i hope he gets his act together i was just kind of like oh he's got his act together sort of that's all right Do yeah you know what he's I mean? not he's anyway, not a, I'll let someone he's else not go a good scenes. person like he's just smarter than the rest no. of them he's not like nice yeah. or worthy person yeah. no, no. 
Oh, no, no, no. There's, there aren't very many Spud, redeeming qualities. Spud is an, not a horrible person, I think. Spud is just oh, yeah, unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, can we... Uh, like, yeah, yeah, okay. So Spud, I think, has one of <laughs> my my favourite scenes. <laughs> oh, Why would you um, go in there with the sheets? Again. Just fucking dispose I of them. I just don't know. Everyone having I, breakfast, here's my pile of shit. Why have you brought them in? Spud. So first, well, a number of points about this. So firstly, I learned on Friday, or relearned, that apparently when you come off heroin, you get the shits, which is news to me. Um, secondly, if you wake up and you'd shit the bed, why would you bring the sheets mm. in to the, to, to, the, the to the breakfast table? <laughs> Thirdly, how much fucking shit were, was in those sheets? Like, that yeah. was... Well, how, how long oh. has he been on the, the smack, you know? Well, yeah, it's just it's been building been up. Backed up. It's just been building up. But it absolutely creased me up at the point where I was like, 50% of mm-hmm. me wanted to vomit and the other 50% was just Poor in Len. absolute Len's stitches. just like, not more. It was amazing. Serious. Like, just <laughs> hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Oh, Poor Spud. And you just, I really felt for him. I was like, you, like, what, what are you doing? Don't bring it in. Just Why? take it to the washing machine. Just, just put it in the bag and take yeah, it home. Yeah. Any of the above is better than just like hobbling in with it and say, I'm going to put this in the washing machine. Like, of course she's going to try and take it off you, Spud. They probably could have smelt it as he brought it in. Yeah. Sorry, but yeah. Yeah, oh. 100%. Like, so grim. Don't do drugs, so kids. It's not glamorous. Gross. It's not glamorous whatsoever. No. It's not like skins. Yeah. I will say it. I think the thing is, this film definitely gets that point across. It is the furthest thing from glamorous um, that, that you can imagine. I mean, this, like I said, this film... Every scene, every room, every hallway, every street corner, uh, you know, the characters' clothes, even the clubs they go to and stuff like that, it all is disgusting. Like, it's all uh, horrible to look yeah. at. Well, it's, and and it's... I just, there's, you know, it made me literally feel disgusting the whole time watching it. it and, and, and that's obviously great filmmaking because this world that they're living in, this drug-filled, horrible world that they're living in, makes you repulsed. Like, I was generally repulsed for the whole film and in the characters' actions and what they do. So, obviously, Danny Boyle's done a great job with that. Um, and it's but not... yeah, like, it, it's... Uh, it's not only yeah. the drug scene, it's also Edinburgh in the 90s. Yeah. You know, and, and it, it was rough. I mean, it's not quite Glasgow, but, you know, it was, it was poor and it was scummy. You know, I think there are a few scenes that... I enjoy in the film. Um, one is when Renton goes home with Diane. They have sex, and then in the morning he comes out and he's like, uh-huh. "Oh, you're flatmates," and they're like, "Haha!" And they're just so the her parents are just so chill. And then when she emerges in her school uniform, you're just about? like, "Oh shit!" So I like shit, huh? I like that scene. Um, there's also what is that just, about? That? I mean, so weird. How are they okay with that? It's like you're a friend like, of Diane. What Diane's, is going like, on there? Yeah. Um, there's also a good scene when they all. I think it's Tommy make them all go out into the countryside to see Scotland and then he does like a bit of a like Renton does a speech Speech. and it just reminds me it's like the flip side of Braveheart which I hadn't seen and we covered a few weeks ago and it's like he's talking about the pride of Scotland he's like I don't hate the English they're just wankers we were colonised by wankers that is not a Scottish accent that's just a bit northern no doesn't it make you proud to be Scottish it's shite being Scottish with the lowest of the law, the scum of the fucking earth, the most wretched, miserable, servile, pathetic trash that was ever shot into civilization. Some people hate the English, I don't. They're just wankers. 
We, on the other hand, are colonised by wankers. Can't even find a decent culture to be colonised by. We're ruled by a few assholes. It's a shite state of affairs to be in, Tommy, and all the fresh air in the world won't make any fucking difference. Yeah, that's because it's a year before, isn't it, Braveheart? And it's like Scottish patriotism, and then he's like, no, it's shit, it's shit being Scottish. And you're like, yeah, judging by what you're going through, it is shit being Scottish. That is probably one of my favourite pieces of dialogue from the film, if not my favourite piece of dialogue from the film. I think it's brilliant. And like I said, this film is labelled as like a black comedy, um, for me, a lot of the humour didn't hit that well, but that moment in the field where they're just going to walk to this lovely mountain and then he's like, oh, fuck this. Uh, fuck being Scottish. This is all shit. My life's shit. Everything's shit. And they just turn around and go home. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's good. That is good. That I've felt got- really, really good. Uh, maybe one of the only moments of levity that I've actually felt during the film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, lo- love that speech. Like, love it. The performances in this, I mean, you've got, you got to think about the cast. The, the cast are fantastic. Like, Ewan McGregor nails Renton. Like, that is, he plays it so well. He's so good. But the two for me that I thought were the best, Johnny Lee Miller as Sick Boy, like, mm. he he really played that well. There's that scene where they're, um, where they're both trying to come off the gear and they're lying down with like a BB gun yeah. in the park. And oh, I don't know what it is. There's just something about that. And, and the way you've got Ewan McGregor kind of voiceovering everything and Johnny Lee Miller just being, I don't, I can't describe what baggy trousers and a suit jacket with a purple t-shirt. Just <laughs> what is it? Um, but the standout for me, is Kelly McDonald. She is so good. And this was like, this was, so I think young. this was one of her first roles. And I just, you forget how fantastic an actress she is. She, I, I thought she was brilliant in this. And can I just scoot? Really, for mm. me, the standout is Robert Carlyle as Begbie. Because oh my every God. time yeah, he's on yeah. scene, in the scene, you're like, what's he going to do? It's like almost like Joe Pesci in Goodfellas. You're like, yeah. he's just exuding menace and violence. And it's simmering like, <laughs> I know it's not funny, but when he chucks that glass, it hits the woman. He's like... This lassie's been dust. I don't know why I keep trying to do the accent. Yeah, I'm really yeah. sorry, but yeah, it's just yeah, so yeah. funny yeah, that he's yeah. like, any Accents excuse for a scrap, abysmal. gets his knife out. Well, actually, I think he left his knife. Yeah. Um, he's just a complete psychopath. His, it's great. His performance is like, it's that thing when he's on screen, you're like, oh, like, what's he going to do? And the rest of them, they're all like, yeah, he's a psycho, he's this, but he's a mate. It's like, yep, he is a mate. What are you going to do? We've all got those mates who, you know, that sometimes they're just dickheads and there's nothing you can do about it. Just because they're your mate, you're just like, oh, yeah. I still want to make Kicking off again. How can you not to that extent to like murder? No, no, obviously not. No, obviously not. Like, you know, obviously you, not. You just have an idiot mate on a night out. Obviously not. But yeah, uh, I thought Robert Carlyle actually was my was my favourite. Obviously, Ewan McGregor, like narrating the whole film, and I said this at the start, it was very Kubrick. Mm-hmm. like it reminded me of uh alex in um clockwork orange sort of narrating it as he goes this dystopian world and this does feel very dystopian like because it, it doesn't feel like a world that i know you know it feels like some sort of run down version of <laughs> of the world that i that i know and um so i i felt that he was obviously ewan mcgregor's really good but yeah robert carlisle uh, I love him anyway as an actor. I think he's fantastic, yeah. and uh, yeah. the the aggression that he showed yeah. um, during this film, and just like 
because uh, I didn't know where it was going to go, obviously. And I was like, right, well, surely someone, this guy's going to get arrested. How has this guy not been put in jail? How the fuck is Spud yeah. getting six months for shoplifting and Robert Carlyle's literally carrying around a pocket knife, knifing people in bars, uh, harassing American tourists. Absolute uh, lunatic. You know, That's the justice system for you, Len. absolute lunatic. Puni- punishing okay, the victims. Right, yeah. so the- punishing the addicts, yeah? Okay. So- got you. Got you. Yeah. <laughs> I, Good point. Um, Good point. I've got, I've got to mention Tommy. So, uh, was it Kevin McKidd? Yes. Um, and he's obviously, like, initially clean cut, don't do drugs... All of this stuff. Yeah. So sad. How how sad is the fact that he ends up just a fucking oh. mess? Renton just lets it happen though. Like I know he's an adult, but it's like no, don't give him any smack. You know how bad it is. Why are you bringing Tommy like into la- it? It's your fault. The last they split thing you should up. do is that. It's his fault. They split yes. up with the video. So Renton's not a good hundred best girls at all. No, this is it. This is what I mean. Like to- the thing with Tommy is like actually heartbreaking to yeah. see. You know, there's there's obviously a line of VO, but it says like, you know, Tommy's never cheated. He's never, he doesn't do drugs. He doesn't do that. He's just an honest guy. He always tells the truth or whatever. And he's like working out or whatever when they first, when you first speak to him properly. Um, and then to see him literally die of, um, you know, AIDS essentially and uh, to go on that spiral because of Renton. This is what I mean. Like, they're not even really great characters. They're just bad people. Um, yeah, they are just shit people. Yeah, there's not really, like you said, maybe Spud, but other than that, they, they, they're all just, they're all like villains of the piece. It's all of these guys, like they're not, yeah. You know, I and that's the thing. Sometimes you see a glimmer of something with certain characters. Like maybe you see a glimmer of something with Renton. But overall, his actions are horrible. Like yeah. even at the end of the film, when he steals all the money, uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a dog act, you know. He's not a very nice He's person. Selfish. And that's the thing. You, you want to like characters. Like, deep down, even if the film centres around bad characters, you are looking for, like, some chink of light that you can grasp onto and go, you know, yeah, maybe I actually like this character because I can see something in them. But I don't see anything in any of these guys. Um, no, there is nothing is redeemable why... about them, is there? <laughs> yeah. Even, even Diane. I love it, you know? Like, even... Yeah, I, I know, yeah. Totally. I'm not sure there's anything that I find particularly redeemable about Diane's character either, and she's 14, like... <laughs> She seems quite switched on. I'd say she seems quite yeah. switched on. But, and I um, think yeah. Yeah. you can admire her. You don't, I don't think you have to like everyone. I don't think there is like a sort of way of thinking that, oh, well, if some, I don't like someone, then I can't watch, the, like, I can't watch this show or I can't, because there's no one no, likeable. No, obviously not. No. But I know what you mean that Renton's kind of put up as like the anti-hero. And it's like, he's not actually, yeah, he's not a nice... Yeah. He's not even an ant. He's just bad. He he (laughs) gets out, and it's. I think with him, it's like it's the drugs that are holding him back, but it's also his friends. Like his friends are really, really dragging him down. Whether it's sick boy's schemes or Begbie's violence, yeah, Spud's just incompetent. And when he goes to London, like that is when I kind of do feel for him because he's just trying to have a normal life. And when they all turn up, it is like oh, like he's trying, like he's trying to go straight. He's made something of himself and fucking Begbie turns up. You can't turn him away. He'll knife you. Oh, so that yeah. is when, for me, like the empathy for Mark actually comes into the picture because he's out of that yeah, yeah. from his okay. own volition. And now he's getting dragged back in and he won't fucking say anything. So he's now back in a yeah. big deal. Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah, yeah, that, that is true. That is true. 
As is tradition... I'll take that, I'll take that on board. Thank you, Len. Mm-hmm. As is tradition, I feel that now it's time to test whether Len has actually watched uh, yes. this or he's just been on IMDb. Uh, with the how the fuck have you not seen that quiz uh, today, yeah. hosted by Lucy. Yeah. Yes. I've got my quiz cap on. Yeah. Quiz cap. Whoop, okay. whoop. These oh, God. I'm actually a bit worried about this. Because I, you know, because I didn't really. I don't know, you know. I didn't really pay super good attention. I think you know, some of so some of these. See. I tested this on Aaron, and he got three. So I think he. I mean, he watched it on Friday and was like, "What? What?" So, okay, right. Just to, for the listeners at home, um, I just want to remind you: if I don't score three correctly, uh, I have to rewatch the you film. Have to start taking heroin. If I get three, oh my god, could you imagine? <laughs> um, and then watch this film whilst yeah. on heroin. God. Ugh, yeah, if you disgusting. if you don't get three, um, you have to now just be a heroin addict. Yeah, that's the punishment. Oh, that's disgusting. it. Disgusting. Right. Anyway, you know, high stakes. So there's, so you would say there's more pressure on this quiz than any other yeah. quiz we've had before. Ultimate quiz. And no one has ever failed. No one has ever failed. So uh, not yet. I don't want to be the first one to fail. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I'll I'll play some music for you now, Luce, and uh, let's get into it. Question one. What is Begbie's first name? Oh, fuck. Okay, I thought that was quite an easy one to uh, start with. It begins with a G, I think. Or am I making that up? Gary? Is it Gary? No, Gary. Is that wrong? No. It's, okay, right. No, it's that's fra- wrong. It's See, Francis. this is the problem. They sometimes call him Frank- Franco, Francis. but it's Francis. Franco. Bad start, oh Lenny. Bad start. Bad start. Um, oh my God. Start, that, get get that the needle was, ready. <laughs> that, get the belt. That was one of the easier ones. Okay. Um, <laughs> get the belt. What is the name of the club where Renton meets okay. Diane? Oh, I remember this because it was cool and it was big letters. Volcano. Yes, correct. Uh, that was quite a, a tricky one. So that was all right. Okay. Uh, that, that Visually, I, I'm better with visuals than like names. Okay. I remember the big volcano sign. That was pretty yes, cool. Yes, it is. Quite nicely lit. Um, okay, yeah, number three. Yeah. Which actor is Sick Boy always talking about? Oh, easy. And I have to say, this was one of my favourite things in the film when we just yeah. took over. <laughs> how he keeps just talking Obsessed. about fucking Sean Connery. <laughs> Love no one ever, no roles. one ever responds. He's just like chatting away and they're all like yeah it's that bit yeah. right at the beginning I I, where he's giving the girl the shot of heroin yeah. and he takes his hit and then he goes and then when he was really jacked up as so and so before he did this and you're like dude what yeah yeah <laughs> nice yeah no i will i have to say i really agree with him as well i'm not a fan of the untouchables so uh, when, he's not uh, very he's, good in the untouchables do you think it was a pity a pity no. oscar I do think it was a pity Oscar Lucy. So yeah, okay, you agree with Sick Boy, okay. right. You don't get an yeah, extra point yeah. for that, but okay. Oh, um, so okay. that's two out of three. Uh-huh. What did Tommy buy Lizzie to try to get her back? Tommy. Oh! Lizzie. Aaron oh, said wow. a candle. I was like, no, he didn't buy her a candle. If you don't get it, Len, <laughs> I think I know it. <laughs> okay. You know, oh. Well, I've eliminated it's not, it's not a candle. from my <laughs> thought process now. Um, but at least Aaron's, like, he's thinking outside the box. I like that. So maybe it's something like a candle. I don't know. Did I switch off during this point? I mean, um, I'm not going to give it, you any clues, oh, actually. Just give me the answer. Flowers. No. Emma? Oh, fuck's sake. Am I right in saying it was a kitten? Yes. And the kitten Which, oh, that fuck. gave him the infection. Oh, 
Toxo yes. Plasomos or whatever he dies of. Yeah, Moses. Yeah, yeah. The, dog, the cat shit. Yes, oh, so, so no. Annoyed. So, so annoyed. You've got two. Not a candle or flowers. Len, um, last question. Oh, I need to get you two have... more, right? No, you've got two, no. you've got two more. Oh, we've I've got, got six questions. questions. No, I've got th- two more questions. Yeah. So, that, so just, yeah, you pipe down over there. Jesus quest- Christ. Question five. Which Scottish football team does Renton support? Hibs. Hibernian. Yes, correct. Hibs. So you're safe. Hey. You don't have to do heroin, Len. Yes. No smack for you. Um, just Yay. the last question. How much money did Renton leave Spud in the locker in pound sterling? Okay, so if I'm right, they said they're two thousand pound bundles. He left him a bundle. Um, so I would say it's £2,000. You're correct. You've got four out of yes. six. Well done, Len. Good score. Yes. Well done. Yes, thanks. Um, I will say I was very scared at one point. Um, after the first question, I was actually terrified because I was like, oh my God, if I don't know that, then I'm in trouble. <laughs> but it turns, turns out I know some other weird yeah, things. Yeah, you were that. paying attention, so well done. Well yeah. done, Len. I'm, yeah. I'm proud of you. Um, well, all, all that is left oh, no, is to... Um, reopen that closet of shame and find out who is the next person uh, with something awful that they haven't seen. Um, I I have one. Okay. Now this is, we, we do this live audience because um, we feel it induces the most amount of actual shock. We actually don't talk about this on WhatsApp. So um, if Emily, if you've got one, then feel free. Unless Lucy, you feel like you've got a rival one that you want to do. I, you guys I've, decide. I have got one, but I'll let Emma go. Well, I don't. Know. I don't know okay. if mine's. I don't know if mine's that bad. I don't know I either. Don't know okay. seen it. So it'll be interesting to see. So what I I was looking at when I was checking out some facts for today's podcast. I was looking at Danny Boyle films. Yeah. I was like, I have never seen yeah. Slumdog Millionaire. Ah. So how ter- how terrible that, that is, is I don't know. Film. Um, it is a good film. Very bad. It's an Oscar win. It's an Oscar winning film. I mean, so it's very bad. It's pity sick. Oscar. Yeah, no, it wasn't a pity. Oscar. I mean, no, I mean, yeah, that's not like terrible, but you know, is is yours worse, Lucy? Surprised. Um, haven't seen Apocalypse Now. What? So maybe that is a bit worse. Oh, that is worse. That is I think worse. I'm gonna. I think what I'm gonna do here is as. As the managing director, adjudicator, I'm going to, <laughs> and the adjudicator, I'm going to say that we do Lucy's because yeah. that is shocking. Uh, that is proper shocking. Apocalypse, Apocalypse now. now is an amazing film. Um, I've started it, but it's just but, long. <laughs> but Emma, what I will say is we will come back to Slumdog Millionaire at some point. But let's start Apocalypse Now is the next. Uh, how the fuck have you not seen that? Yeah, I definitely quote that film. I definitely quote it. So yeah, it's another one of these just lies that has taken on a, a whole new life. Oh, Lucy. Yeah. And the thing is, you're all, you're always, you know, playing Ride of the Valkyries as well. So you're like constantly just referencing. <laughs> you, yeah. You'll get it when you see constantly. the film, Lucy. So. You have yeah, all... I, I know, but... You have all people I've... not to have she- not to have sheen. <laughs> not to have sheen. sheen? No. Apocalypse. I love a Vietnam War film, yeah. but apparently, apparently not this one. Apparently not. So, yeah. Um, okay. So next on the list, then listeners, uh, the next How the Fuck Have You Not Seen That will be Apocalypse Now. Um, Another cheerful Lucy. film. I'm yeah. sure. Another cheery one. Yeah. 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 Loads of happy films. You know, it makes me think that Finding Nemo was a lovely time. Yeah. Oh. Wasn't that a highlight? <laughs> that was a great Sunday morning <laughs> film. That was nice. Yeah. Yeah. For God's sake, someone nice. bring back See? animations. Like, where's Gasman? Yeah. You need yeah, it. Yeah. We'll get another one of them. In. Well, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Um, Len, I'm really glad that you passed the quiz and you don't have to go and become a smack addict. Yeah. Um, Thanks. Lucy. Yeah, me too. Excellent work for not having seen Apocalypse Now because it means I've got an excuse to rewatch it. Um, and thanks to me for getting up on a Sunday morning to talk shit about train spotting. Yeah. Yes. Well done, Emma, yeah, for yeah, hosting. That's good. Cheers, team. Um, yeah, well done. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, we will see you all in a few thank weeks for How the Fuck Has Lucy Not Seen Apocalypse Now? When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.